Welcome, everyone, to the Blood and Pigment podcast. I'm Garrett Swader, and I'm here with Joseph. Hello. And Dan. Ahoy! So we're starting a new Blood and Plunder podcast. In this episode zero, we're going to be introducing the game, introduce ourselves, and talk about what we plan to do with this podcast going forward. So if you've walked into this podcast and thinking, what is Blood and Plunder? Welcome. <laughs> Blood and Plunder is a 28 millimeter historical skirmish game set during the Golden Age of Piracy. It was first published by Firelock Games in 2016. Blood and Plunder usually uses 20 to 60 models and takes 45 to 120 minutes. Game focuses on the Americas between approximately 1630 to 1730 right now, all the way from the Atlantic and Canada, all the way down to Brazil and the Caribbean, all that area. And starts kind of buccaneering age, mid-17th century, and goes all the way up to kind of the end of the Golden Age, around Bartholomew Roberts and Blackbeard right now. But it's expanding here and there as well. It can be enjoyed by pirate fans and early colonial history nerds. If you like Pirates of the Caribbean, Master and Commander of the Pirate Side of the World, or just a general fan of tall ships, cannons, and taking booty, you will love this game. The game can be played as a as a land uh, skirmish game. It can also be played on ships at sea, which is super interesting to me. Uh, and it also can be played in a hybrid format of that, where you have a ship trying to get on land or you could have guys trying to get to a ship on sea. So it can be, it's very flexible in the, in the theaters it can be played in. That's one of the cool things about it. That's not common being able to kind of seamlessly go between land and sea without any breaks. When I, when I introduce it to someone, that's always like the wow moment of like, Oh yeah, you can get off your ship and just head on over to that church over there. And they're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, the ships themselves are real eye catchers. When I do demos. I usually have the two sloops set up of Blackbeard and Maynard. People walk in and go, "Whoa, ships! What is this?" And I go, "You will let me tell you." And they go, "Wait, it's a major's game, but on ships? I mean, yeah, how we do it?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty fast game. A lot of tactical depth, uh, but it there's doesn't really slow down with charts and graphs and stuff. The initiative system is really dynamic. One of the parts I really like about it. Uh, not too random, a lot of control, but a lot of gambling and betting on what your opponent has as well. I really like that you can play it two-player really competitively, but you also expand that to four, six, eight, and have a really good time with a larger-scale multiplayer game as well. It's uh, kind of a new generation war game, I think, that's not the chit encounter and not the just bucket of dice D6s, but I think it's a real innovative and uh, great war game. Yeah, it's, I would call it easy to learn, difficult to master. Once you have the rules down, you can play pretty quickly, but it has such a depth. I mean, we're still learning things, and we've been at this for years now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> no, you aren't. Was I'm it two years ago we all found out that you get cover in fighting, and we were like, what? You get cover in melee? melee we yeah. swear we knew how to play this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big rule set. You can do a lot of things that allows for pretty much anything you want to do without being overly complex. The basics are pretty easy to pick up, but there's enough interesting things you can do that, yeah, you can keep learning stuff and expanding your games for a good long time. So, yeah, 
easy to pick up, but very rewarding to learn and to dive into. And it is not just pirates you can play as. You got Spain, France, Holland, also known as Dutch, England, the natives, and then you have the unaligned, and then more recently, the pirates. So we have seven technical nationalities to go ahead and choose from. So if you like anything that is happening between the 1630s and 1730s happening off the coast of Americas, chances are there's a faction for you to play that you will love. Other thing I really love about this game is it really pays honor to the history. It's not just, it can be played just as a generic pirate game, Yarhar, but it's been pretty meticulously researched and you can just focus on pirates or you could just focus on colonial conflicts or you can put them together and have your British pirate hunters chasing the pirates. There's all the history is, is there and they got some good write-ups and if you like history, this is great for you. If you like Pirates of the Caribbean, it can also be great for you. Good depth. This is probably the most fun historical game out there. It's super easy to get into. The rules are complex, but not so complex. There's a thousand page rule book for you to sift through. We're not measured in like micrometers. It is so easy and so much fun. If you're into historicals, you'll love it. You've never played historicals before. This is a really good place to start. What's wrong with micrometers? <laughs> Some people don't want to argue over millimeters, Joe. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> millimeters matter. That's right. Moving on to introductions, Joseph, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I've been gaming pretty intensely uh, uh, since about 2010. Um, when I got married, we got, kind of fell into the board gaming hobby and started with kind of Euro games, board games mostly. And then I uh, got kind of sucked into this game and miniature gaming in general um, when Blood and Plunder first hit kickstarter which was what 2016 i believe i was haunting kickstarter too much back then and i i never played a tabletop war game like this i'd grown up playing axis and allies and risk and a little bit of uh, other more involved games more than monopoly at least but i had gotten to board games for about five years but this is the first miniatures game with just tape measures and that was a whole new step of nerdiness for me but uh, Firelock's graphics, and I've always been interested in history, anything older than 200 years. <laughs> uh, so their, their graphics and their paint jobs and their miniatures and this the whole aesthetic they had put together really sucked me in, and I uh, was one of the backers for that first Kickstarter. I uh, really got it together, got a couple of friends to play with me. <clears throat> it was pretty hard to learn the game from not having any miniature gaming experience, but yeah, we hammered it out. Um, and I've been playing it pretty hard ever since then. I founded, founded sounds so stuffy, but started the Blood and Pigment blog in 2000. What did we say? I think you said 2018. Yeah, November of 2018. Um, there wasn't a lot of fan content creation out there for it. So I started a little blog posting easy, quick articles about Blood and Plunder. And it's kind of grown since then. Guys, a local player that I was playing with quite a bit started helping me, and yeah, we still play together and work on a lot of stuff together, and he's part of the Blood and Pigment team. Yeah, this is just a partial crew. There's several, whole crew for the Blood and Pigment production, but there's just three of us on this podcast effort so far. But yeah, been working hard at it ever since, been a lot of fun, got to work closely with the Firelock uh, company on some projects and it's been really great to meet a bunch of great people. It's a really good community. Um, 
really dove into the history. I've bought a lot of books for this era and studied. It's been a, a really rewarding hobby. I have uh, five kids and do a lot of gaming within tube ages two to 11. So I get my board gaming fix there, my miniature gaming fix with my <laughs> guy friends. And uh, that's basically all you need to know about me. <laughs> How about you, Garrett? I've been playing tabletop games since 2017. I didn't really grow up with uh, board games much. I mean, we we played them occasionally, but it wasn't like a thing at my house. I started dating my wife, and her family was really into board games, and so I kind of I kind of fell into that with uh, along with them. My first miniatures game was actually Star Wars X-wing. And that's kind of what got me into play that. into miniatures. And then from that, I found Oak and Iron, which is something that I was interested ah. in because it was similar to X-Wing. And so I got into that. And then from Oak and Iron, I got into Blood and Plunder, which is, again, sort of like you said, Joseph, that's also my first kind of dudes on a map with tape measures and just moving models around style of game. Um, <laughs> But I've always, it, what, what drew me into it was I've always loved pre-American colonial history. Uh, so like anything before the American Revolution, I, I eat up and, and I always have from like school. The, the beginning of the U.S. history classes were always my favorite parts. Doesn't history start in 1776? Uh, not always. Not always. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of it does for, for us around here, but. <laughs> Not always. We we got a little bit of like Age of Discovery stuff going on, but yeah, video games like Age of Empires, Sid Meier's Pirates, kind of kind of that style has always been interesting to me. So I'll throw it over to Dan and let him explain away at what brings him here. So I'm Dan Carlson. I'm part of the Blood and Pigment team. I joined in about 2019 when I wrote Joseph and said, hey, can I write an article about pirates? And he said, yeah, go ahead. Then liked it so much, he shanghaied me onto the crew. I've been gaming since since probably high school. There was a Warhammer store across the street from my high school. And I went over there once with a couple of buddies and went, oh, wait, this is like a board game, but I get to paint my own guys. That's pretty cool. So I started playing about 40K. And then before that, I've been hitting the Renaissance Fair circuit since junior high. I love pirates. I fell in love with the ride at Disneyland and then the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It really got me into the history of pirates. I was already a huge history nut. I always have been. I started with ancient Egypt and then eventually moved on to pirates. And then I have a more general view of history at this point in time. I read my bookshelf is full of history novels. I'm currently reading through the Patrick O'Brien historical fiction series. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Master and Commander, Far Side of the World, Russell Crowe. And that's kind of where I started. And then I played some Warhammer Fantasy. And then my first ever venture into historicals was um, Bolt Action. And it was it was, it was cool. It was you know, a World War II game I was looking for, but it wasn't really scratching that itch. And then I was in between games. I sold all my GW stuff. So I was done. So I would never touch GW again. And I was in between war games and I listened to the Under the Crossbones podcast and Mike Tunez of all people, one of the founders of Firelock, was on talking about a game on a board game port podcast. I was about to turn it off when he mentioned it was a war game and I said, wait, really? A pirate miniatures game? Sign me up. 
So I went, I found it, I got my brother Tyler interested, and we was after the Kickstarter, so we couldn't pledge, but we got minis as soon as we could, and I've been playing intensely since then. I have a month, I have a group that gets together weekly to play. Um, I have a store, a home store that we play at that stocks Firelock product. It has been fantastic. And now because I'm part of Blend Pigment, I also get to work on stuff that Firelock is putting out. And I've helped out with that. And I've done a little bit of their World War One stuff with Blood and Valor. I've helped out a little bit on there as well. Okay, cool. You said that was the first Kickstarter you got on with? Um, it was after it was the second Kickstarter, so for no piece beyond the okay, line. Okay, no piece. I was right gotcha. after it, yeah, right after it backed, and then it was in the point where I couldn't late pledge because all that was already done. So I was waiting for it to finish up before I could get the sweet, sweet Dutch minis. Cool. Blood and Plunder started, I think, first Kickstarter in 2016, and then the second one, the no piece beyond the line, was 2019, I think, and then the next big one was uh, Raised to Black in 2020, I think. 2021? Something like that. 22, I feel like. Wasn't it 22? Nah, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I know know Okanagan released like early 2020. Right when COVID started. Yeah, you're right. It delivered like that. (laughs) That was crazy. We don't talk about that time. (laughs) Yeah, it's behind us now. So yeah, so the podcast mission statement, I guess we're going to we're going to try to follow is we're going to have analysis of new game mechanics and game aspects product reviews community interviews event coverage bit of history bit of hobby stuff new player aids might dip into oak and iron sometimes i know dan really likes oak and iron i will fight i've heard, you I've you heard from people i've heard i've <laughs> nah. heard that i've heard that i can't i can't confirm Oak and Iron Guy. <laughs> That's inside joke. I had half a mind to just throw my headset against the thing and make walking out noises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but any anything you guys want to add to that or go into more depth? I'm hoping we can just uh, make some good content for uh, a wide range of players, those who are, uh, play competitively for tournaments and I've been playing a long time and some good material for new players and some a little bit of history to in the real events and bring it alive a little bit. I'm looking forward to Although I might not be with you for too long. I want to be on this couple, first couple episodes and then you guys should take it. I My boring voice isn't necessary here forever. But <laughs> You'll always be welcome, Joseph. But it is a pain in the butt to try to get all three of us <laughs> on, a, on at a decent time. Yeah, West Coast. Crippling. <laughs> <laughs> We're just aiming to make some solid blood and plunder content for you to listen to while you're on your daily commute to work or while you're painting or doing your hobby work. Um, just wanted to put a blood and plunder co- podcast out there because there is us and one other, and we like to add stuff for us to listen to. So after you finish up with them, come over here or vice versa. I definitely want to go into this with a competitive mindset as well because uh, that's that's kind of where my favorite spot is for the game right now. Hopefully we can get get some good content out there for for that. For Sounds like an X Wing player talking to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to do a podcast for Blood and Thunder for a long time, so happy to be on here for at least a little bit. I won't be on every episode, but I'm happy that uh, to get this started and always so much to talk, talk about. And it's a big, deep game with lots of fun topics. But 
it's hard to get everything produced in the blog format. A lot of people don't have time to mess with the blog, which is our kind of main project here. So I'm really looking forward to see what we can do with the podcast. And thank you all for jumping in here on episode zero. Yeah. So for more blood and plunder content, you can go to bloodandpigment.com and check out the material we have there. There's articles on ships, nations, factions, terrain, painting guides, battle reports, anything you can think of, really. So just go check that out. And we have our slow moving overlaid in YouTube channel as well. Um, get to video up there every month or so, give or take. If you appreciate our content on any of these platforms, we ha- can throw us a doubloon or two at our Patreon if you're interested there. And as always, keep your dice ready to win at your back, your heart.